drink cinema. Cheese. Welcome to another year of Two Drink Cinema. Yay. We are still two brothers uh, reviewing movies two drinks at a time. Should all... Is that what we're meant to do for a new year? We're meant to link hands and... I did New Year's this year, as everyone did New Year's. Well, I changed my calendar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we didn't sing Old Lang Syne. I don't think I've ever sung Old Lang Syne no. I played... Um, except that gig... Remember we did a gig for old people? Yeah, that was weird. It wasn't for old people. No, but only, only old, old people, people went. went. <laughs> only old only old people are going to go and see Marina Pryor and at, David Hobson at 5 yeah. p.m. on New Year's Eve. Yep. <laughs> and we were in the choir oh. as a youth choir. Um I did New we Year's. We were the eye candy, I went obviously. to a friend's house. Um we were a good-looking choir. Um and we played not beer pong but prosecco pong. <laughs> um <laughs> Which I'm one MVP a award which that's I, harder too because prosecco glasses have a little no, skinnier top. They were the the, the old school like the older you know traditional like an espresso martini glass. Oh okay yes, um, and I won MVP award which I gave myself um, <laughs> because everybody else was kind of rubbish. I was at a party once when we played beer pong, but all of the all but one of the ping pong balls. Were broken. Oh, right. Or, no, or we were like one or two short. So each team had some ping pong balls and two balled up bits of aluminium foil about the size of a ping pong ball. Right. Okay. Which, and they're very differently weighted. Yeah. <laughs> to a ping yeah. pong ball. Um, I think it should have been like a golden point ball. I don't play beer pong. I've played but it twice. One of the guys that play prosecco pong. Yes. Doesn't drink prosecco. So we just filled up the glasses with water. Yeah, and then you just drink your drink if it gets in. Yeah, that's the rule. Whether it's water, prosecco, or beer, that's the rule. Yeah, you know, but we didn't make him drink, especially because the people were rubbish, as I previously said. No offense <laughs> to my friends, if any of you are listening, but you you're, were there. You're rubbish at drink pong. <laughs> you were there. You you saw that you were rubbish. Yep. Um, the games went on for a while, yes. and it was. On New Year's Eve, it was like 38 degrees. It was. So, sculling warm Prosecco is not a fun way to start a new year. No. But hey. Humid weather is terrible for drinking. Yeah. Humid weather is terrible full stop. Yeah. Warm weather, when it's not humid, is nice for drinking. Yeah. But one year, I went to Falls Festival, but in Byron Bay. And it was okay. like 75% humidity over yeah, the year. Yeah, disgusting. And so I had, like, I bought a drink, had three sips, put it down, picked it back up, it was warm. I'm like, I can't drink like this for the week. Even after I bought a stubby holder, much similar to the two-drink cinema stubby holder that I have in my Ooh, hand right interesting. now. interesting, nice. Even then, it was so stupidly humid that I reckon in the five days I was at Falls Festival, I had five drinks. Yeah. It's shit. Because it's just stupid drinking weather. It was hot. My New Year, I went to our friend's house that has a pool. Nice. Because that's when you remember which friends have a pool is when it's forecast 36 degrees. Yeah. And even though they live on the other side of the city, it was worth it for the pool. Nice. And but and their company, of course. Yeah. But like the day before, Katie messaged and was like, 
Paul's in direct sun, so it's up to you if you want to get in. I'm like, I'm not driving a fucking hour across the city on a 36-degree day to not get in your pool. Yeah. Like, I love you, but I'm coming for the pool. Yeah. I can see you another day when it's 20 degrees. We also played this card game that was... It was some weird thing of, like, there's a statement on a pay, on a card, and it's like, oh, who do you think the group thinks is that person uh, they have to drink? It was something weird. It was like, who's the most likely to not respond to a text message? You know, stupid shit like that. Yeah. Which apparently is me, which is so not true. No. Anyway, a lot of people in the group didn't know each other. So it did not work. That's like when, like, I've played Cards Against Humanity, which everyone knows. And I've played it with people that I know really well. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're the cards are... I know exactly what card in my hand you're going to like. Yes. But then I was on a Bucks weekend and we played Cards Against Humanity. But it I only knew the groom. Yeah, it's all And awkward, then like isn't it? only two of the other groomsmen knew each other and then yeah. there were a couple of other blokes there. And so it was much harder to play. But also, like this group of blokes was great. But also they decided before the game started that everyone could like say a topic that was like out of bounds for them. Oh, no, that's not how like, cards yeah, against humanity no. works. We're, like, and I understand people have sensitive things, but it's a game, so whatever. Yeah. It's but, a game that's meant to be offensive. But I was the only gay one there, right? So it was like, oh, Lee, if you don't want, you know, to play the well, gay cards. There's a card that says AIDS on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you don't want to play the gay cards, just let us know. But then... They didn't quite listen to my answer. And so I'm like, yeah, play whatever. Like, you know, I don't care. Just ma- The point of the game is to make terrible jokes. Yes. But I think the rest of the group thought that I was like a bit sensitive about it. Yeah. But the one guy that heard me say, yeah, go no matter what. Every time it came around to his turn to play, if he was playing a gay card, he'd be like, that one's for you, Lee. Oh, and well, that's worse. Flip over and be like, AIDS. And everyone would laugh, but then look at me. Yeah, to, is it okay? To and laugh? I'd be laughing, and then like halfway through the game, when he played a really like full-on one, uh, him and I laughed, and people were like, "Oh, are you okay with that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I said at the start. I said at the start. Oh, we didn't hear that. We the, we just thought that Gus was like being a real asshole to you, oh. <laughs> like because because he was saying as well, this one's for you, Lee. Yeah, he's like, fuck you, Lee. I'm playing the gay card at you.'" I could have played the gay card and made them all feel really bad about being you could have offended. That well, I was going to say that's not what we're talking about, but it kind of is. This is our bullshit filler episode, as it's yeah. titled in our schedule. Yeah, because we know that it's been a month since we released an episode, and the fans are hanging out. I mean, I've been getting DMs saying, "What are you doing?" I've gotten at least one DM about this. I also got a DM. Saying, I won an iPhone 13 from a completely random account that I've never heard of before. I so got that a, seems very legitimate. To I me. got a DM saying that my package has arrived at the DHL oh, near my house. Yeah, yeah. same. Um, can you imagine what shit podcasts people have had to listen to while we've been off? Oh, like, like I don't know, Joe Rogan. Oh, oh fuck oh, off, Joe Rogan. Oh, I don't know. Oh, anyway, oh, yeah. we are back for 2022, and we have a couple of. Announcements. One of them I've already teased. 
Ooh. And that is our is it first... Joe Rogan's going to be a host? Yeah. <laughs> Joe Rogan is going to be a guest to yell at us in a bogan way about UFC movies. Oh, fuck off, Joe Rogan. We have a merchandise, which I'm holding up in my hand to show you all that can't see it. Yes. It is a stubby holder. It has been excellently designed by me using Ruben's artwork that we have for our podcast. Our logo, yes. Um, and it has the symbols for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, which is where you can find us at Two Drink Cinema. Yep. And it has the symbols for Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, which is where you can listen to us. Yeah. We're also on other apps. We're not on other socials, though. We're on TikTok, nah. but I don't post much. Nah. We're on YouTube, but we don't do shit. Yeah, we don't anymore. My friend's son, who is going into grade three, has more YouTube views than Two Drink Cinema. That's different. <laughs> we have merchandise, which we are going to work out how to sell. Yes. But the first way you can get one is by signing up to our Patreon. Yes. And our Patreon has slightly changed since 2021. Bit. We are evolving. New year, new Patreon. New year, new 2DC. Everybody that signs up as a Patreon from now until the end of February gets mm -hmm. a stubby holder. Nice. Even though we don't make any money if you sign up for the $3 stubby holder, the $3 Patreon level, you're going to get one. Yeah, because we're generous. Because we are generous like that... February is the month to be generous. Yeah, it's about love. and There is love. Black History Month. And it's very generous because occasionally February gives us an extra day. Yeah. Very generously of the calendar. Not this year. But Not this anyway. year, but at some point February will give you an extra day. Yeah. The uh, So, patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema is our Patreon. We have three levels, all of them. For from now until the end of Feb, if you sign up, you will get a two drink cinema stubby holder yep. that we will send to you. Yeah, us. Yeah, like they would have been handled by us. And if you get a text for a package, it might be your stubby it might holder. Be a stubby holder. So pay attention to all those spam. But texts. also, don't just click on the link. Don't click on the link because we won't be sending it on DHL. Or amzn.ca. Or from a Zimbabwean mobile number. No. Um, so, patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema. We have three levels. Yep. Level once is cameo. cameo. Yep. If you sign up as a cameo, you get... Oh, actually, this is exciting for Patreons. The new thing we're doing for our Patreons is we're giving them early access mm -hmm. to our preview episodes. Yes. Which means they get to know what movie we're doing two weeks before anybody else in the world. Two weeks, two brothers, two drinks, two drink cinema. Even two, even probably two weeks before some of us know what movie yeah. we're reviewing at times. <laughs> no, we've planned the whole year. Yeah, we're great. Not the whole year, up until December. The Muppets Christmas Carol. Yep. Oh, spoiler alert. A long, that's a long tease. Yeah. <laughs> the whole year. So if you sign up as a patron, you get an early access to the preview episode. Correct. Which gives you a week to watch the movie and give us your thoughts on the movie. Yep. Which we will include in our review episode. Yeah. You will get a shout out and we will be saying like, hey, this Patreon thought that Sally Bowles was a bitch. 
Yeah. Cabaret. This Patreon thought Garth was a bit of an idiot in Wayne's world. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Yeah, that's not... I'm sure he won't be the... It's not a hot take. Patreon <laughs> won't be the only person that yeah. thinks that. Um, they're also the first two movies, Ooh, Wayne's yeah. World and Cabaret. So that's the big change for the Patreons, is you get early access to the preview episodes and you get to feature your review in our review episode, which means everyone that listens to us gets to know your thoughts on the movie. Yep. So if you're a movie buff and you're like, I'd really love to have a movie podcast, but I don't have a brother to drink with or I don't have the time or I can't record a podcast for other reasons. Yep. Just send your thoughts to us and you get to be on our podcast. Yeah, and actually... In other areas of the Patreon that we will discuss shortly, there is even ways you could become even more involved. That is true. Yes. So every every level of Patreon gets early access to the preview and your review in an episode. And our exclusive uh, Facebook group. Yes. So the cameo level gets those three things. Correct. That's only $3 a month Australian. That's $1 a thing. It's $1 and. A bonus. Yeah. Um, what do they call them? Excent, ex, 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 extra. One incentive. What? There. Incentive. Are they? No, they call them something on the patron Patreon episode. Sure. Um. Whatever. You get three things: early access, your review features in ours, and you get access to the Facebook group. That's the cameo level. Yep. The supporting cast level. Mm. You get those three things. You get. Merch. Yep. If you sign up in February, you get a stubby holder. Yes. But going forward, you get early access to other merch. Correct. And you get a bonus episode every month. Yes. The lead role is the exciting one. Oh, this is bloody good. Yeah. If I was, if I had a podcast I loved listening to, obviously, yes, I, this one. Um, and no pants, no problems. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I would be like, shit, I'm going to sign up for that so I can go on the podcast. So, if you sign up for the lead role tier, you get early access to the previews. Your reviews can be in our episodes. You get access to the Facebook group. You get a stubby holder. You get a monthly bonus episode. And you get to pick a movie for us to review. And you get to be in the episode recorded with us. While we discuss that movie. You get to be the third microphone. Yes. I'm pointing at Brett's other chair at the table. Exactly. Yes. You get to be a part of a two-drink cinema episode if you sign up for the top tier of our patreon.com forward slash two-drink cinema Patreon. Yes. So this wasn't meant to be an ad for our Patreon. Sounds like it is now. But that section is. So patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema. The more we do, like it's not free doing this stuff. No, it's not. We can do a very, very basic podcast and it costs nothing of us in terms of money. Correct. But to do good stuff does cost a little bit of cashola. So your support would be incredibly appreciated and... Because they do this with everything, the cameo level is less than a cup of coffee. Oh. Much less, because coffee's going up in price in the world. Correct. But it's just been the holidays. Let's get off the Patreon and asking people for money and talk about movies. Yep. 
Sure. Well, I'll mention Patreon at the end again. Done. What did you watch on the holidays, brother? Oh, what so last did time watch? we talked, we had just been disappointed by The Matrix. Yes. And kind of surprised, but not really, by West Side Story. Yeah, that's true. Since then, you've watched other movies I and have. TV, and I've some also of, watched other movies Some of streamings. Yes. Because um, Omicron. I watched Netflix Don't Look Up. I also watched Netflix Don't Look Up. I did not expect to enjoy it. I probably expected to enjoy it too much because it, I didn't really enjoy it. I did also not really enjoy it. It's too much. It's too long. It's too full on. And it's also that thing. It's like tongue in cheek trying to send a message. But at the same time, it's just so in your face that it's not tongue in cheek. But this is the thing with satire. Like... My favourite satire movie is Monty Python's Life of Brian. Yes. Because Previously it is... Previously recorded yeah, and reviewed. Because it is intelligent. It is not just Leonardo DiCaprio saying, Oi, the government doesn't fucking listen to things that are bad in the world. Yeah. That's also... Not, that's like, that could be Leonardo DiCaprio's Instagram story. That doesn't need to be a feature film. Um. His acting, I found, actually not that great. I don't think it was a great role for him. It was, like, too much. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think he... I don't think he was well cast. No. Um, the little Jonah Hill... Yeah. No good. His character was stupid. His character was stupid. It, if somebody wrote that character, I would say, yeah, Joni Hill could do that. Yeah. But it's like, I was like, that's unnecessary. Don't need that. Meryl Streep makes a good shit president. Yes. Like. But this is, this is my thing. A lot of movies, a lot of movies that disappoint me are movies that try to do too much. Yeah. So Don't Look Up tried to be a disaster movie, a comedy, a satire, and a commentary. I didn't feel any suspense around the disaster. No. Like if you watch something like an Armageddon or even the day after tomorrow, which is not a great disaster movie, but it's good. Mm. You get an impending sense of doom. Yeah. I didn't get that in Don't Look Up, even though there's a fucking asteroid the size of a city. Yes. Hurtling towards the earth. Hurtling. Hurtling. Hurtling, not hurtling. It's not jumping over other planets to well, get I don't here. know. It could be leapfrogging stars. <laughs> I don't know. Hurtling towards the earth. Jennifer Lawrence's haircut's no good, but that's... That's distracting that's in itself. It's Timothy thing. Chalamet pops up for a bit for no reason. This is this is the other thing in my thing. You don't... Ne- like Meryl Streep, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Timothy Chalamet, Jonah Hill. They're all A-grade actors. And Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Yep. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. They're, um, they're all like... Tyler Perry. A-grade people. You yep. don't need that many. And then I think what happens is you try to give those A-graders something. Yes. And so that waters down everything else around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the satire was too in your face, like you mentioned, and which made the jokes... Fall flat. The best bit of it is Ariana Grande's song. Oh, 100%. Oscar yeah. nomination, for yeah. sure. It'll be, that'll be, that's good. The rest of the movie around it, yeah. What I else? I see what I was trying to do, but it tried too hard. It, and ca- it tried yeah. to do too many things. Yeah. 
I watched... You know what? Speaking of um, a disaster movie and an impending sense of doom... Oh, yeah. I watched um, Disney's Encanto. Yeah. Which is an animated movie for children. The interesting thing is that when I started it on Disney+, Plus, yeah. um, it was rated PG, and the theme thing under it said, PG, mild sense of peril. Oh. So that's why it was rated PG. Then I was like, oh my God, this is a kid's movie. What the hell is going on? Mild sense of peril. But then you're watching it. It does have a mild sense of peril. Is like an asteroid coming? Not really. Figuratively. Not like oh, okay. li- literally. Is it good? It's, it's good. It's very good. It's classic. It's Can you remind me of the story of that one? Because Disney's so released like, a few things recently that I've missed. It's like a Colombian family who the the grandma had these babies and then the grandpa was there and then he died in the thing. <laughs> and the grandpa was there. <laughs> and then he died in the thing, but then there was some magical wish that this candle they had then was a magic candle that gave the kids powers and created this magical village around them with this magical house that can animate itself and then all the kids get a gift and a power when they grow up for generations okay. Yep, and all that kind of stuff. That's it. Oh, that's it. Okay. Um, and then the impending sense is like the zombie grandpa is going to come back and no, take the, the powers back? No, the impending back? sense is that the, the, the power and the magic is going to run out. Well, candles do go down. And Rosa Diaz is the main girl. Oh, she's good. Um, From she Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She doesn't sound like Rosa yeah, yeah. Diaz. She sounds like her actual self. Yep. Um, but the music is Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, yeah. So it's quite good. Yep. Because um, he can write a tune. Yeah. So it was good. It's like that typical Disney thing where it's yep. a kid's movie, but there's plenty of jokes in there that adults will get. Good, good. And the music is very good, actually. And the animation itself is quite good. Storyline's a bit weird. Like yeah. This magical house that can just do itself, and it's weird. Anyway. Well, it's magic. It was quite good. It's enjoyable. If you're, you know, if you're at home with a kid, or whatever, and um, got a or, few days left of school holidays, or if you're 33 and you're alone on a Friday night and you want to watch a movie, you can watch <laughs> that on Disney Plus. It sounds so lonely. Something I've watched. Uh, I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, that's unfortunate. I had reasonably low expectations of it um, because there's lots of reboots going on. Yeah. Um, but I didn't quite, like, I knew it wasn't going to be a reforming of a Ghostbusters group. Yeah. Like, Paul Rudd goes and finds these other two scientists and they fight the ghosts and Sigourney Weaver has sex with Paul Rudd. Yes. I knew it wasn't going to be that. Okay. It is quite a lot more like the Goonies in that the kids discover this thing. Isn't that a Stranger Things? Isn't a Stranger Things kid in it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He is, and he's good, but the main girl who's younger is better. Okay. She's very good. To quote every movie review ever about a young star... Oh, she's a revelation. A revelation. Yeah, she's a revelation. Paul Rudd is uh, Paul Rudd. Okay, yep. And there's a woman in it too. It's it's like a no. The best way I can describe it is it's like that kids' adventure style movie, like The Goonies, 
but set with a Ghostbusters link. And okay. I just found it was fun, which is good. All right. That is it? Is it too much? Do they do like with reboots and stuff? There's like, Haha, that's like from the first one. You know, like funny little cameos or weird, like Matrix. They say who you're gonna call. They do say that. Oh, that's unfortunate. But in a, but that's about it actually. Okay, good for for references. Um, it's good. Good. Yeah, if it, there's a lot of 80s nostalgia in it, obviously, because yep. we're in the 2020s, and so that seems to be the only thing people yep. can make. Yep. But it works. Cool. You saw one, you t- saw two serious ones as well. I saw, yeah. You know what? This lighthearted, I didn't know it was going to be a serious thing, this thing called The Tragedy of Macbeth. <laughs> oh. But I did go and see The Tragedy of Macbeth, which is Macbeth. Um, Joel Cohen. Hosted by a hostess. Hosted. <laughs> Fucking hell. Directed by a well, Cohen. Lady, ladies and gentlemen, Francis McDormand. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Denzel Washington mumbling. Ladies and gentlemen, the ghost of Denzel Washington's father. Yeah. Um, yeah, directed by just one Cohen. Have they had a falling out um, like Wachowski's? No, I don't know. I reckon Joel directed it, this one, and Ethan was probably just like... Um, no, I do like The Big Lebowski yeah, yeah. and Burn I'm After not, Reading. I'm, I'm not, not doing, doing Shakespeare. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was very good. It was, um, it's Macbeth, so you know the story. They're both going to get nominated. Um, he will. Not sure about her. Not that she was bad. She was better than him. Um, but there's a lot of good actresses this year. Um, so... But it's just very visually interesting the way they shot it and the way they, like, built the sets. It's quite minimal. Yeah. They use, like, light and shadow a lot. And the stuff they do with the witches, which is just, like, one witch, but she talks to herself kind of thing. Oh. Yeah. And then it's obviously, like, there's a big thing. Denzel's black. Um, Okay. That's not a spoiler. Um (laughs) Macbeth and then, like, originally wasn't black. No, he yeah. was, he's Scottish. Scottish. Um, but also, the thing that annoyed me... Not that me, Scottish people can't be black. No, the thing that annoyed me... Yeah, but Scottish people would have a Scottish accent. Ago. But also 500 years ago, Scottish people weren't black. And they also didn't talk like they were from America. Um, <laughs> the only thing, it was just like, there's a lot. You have to... There's so many words. Oh, yeah. Right? And a lot of words <laughs> that aren't actually words. But it's like you have to pay attention. I really love this movie, but there were so many words. You know in what it. I mean, though. You have to pay attention to what they're saying to try and work out what they're talking about because it's not English. Yeah, it's Shakespearean you know I mean. English. Um, and Denzel mumbles a bit. Well, that's acting. So he mumbles a bit. Everybody, the cast, the acting's really good. The casting's really good. It's it's good. Okay. It's just like a lot to watch, especially when the two people up the thing. Uh, rustling their their chip packets so you can't hear what they're saying. And then the guy in the back row fell asleep within the first half an hour, so he was snoring. There was literally a person in the cinema snoring, and it was at Cinema Nova, and it was in one of their very small cinemas. Like, it's probably, what, like 25 seats in the cinema. Oh, so you didn't go and see it at the Astor? No, I went to the Cinema Nova We love the Astor. Yes. But their chairs are not comfortable enough to fall asleep in. No, these ones at the the Nova, though, oh, my God. I I almost fell asleep. I'm not going to lie. My... Uh, 
One of my funniest stories is from Cinema Nova. The woman when we were going to see Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, right. And she had obviously had a couple of wines at dinner. Yeah. And it was it was Valentine's Day. Um, and spoiler, he has the AIDS. Yeah. And when he first collapses, the woman in front goes, turns to her husband, presumably. You wouldn't take your mistress out for Valentine's Day. Turns yeah. to her husband and says, this is not a romantic movie <laughs> for the whole cinema to hear. I also watched uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, I think I'm the one person in this country that didn't. So I've gone very different to you. Yeah. Uh, Tragedy of Macbeth, which you saw in the small cinema Nova. Yep. I saw Spider-Man No Way Home at IMAX. The biggest cinema, yes. Uh, the biggest cinema in Australia. And it was very good, mostly good in the second half. Uh, okay. Um, major spoilers which I won't give, the movie is good. Tom Holland is a very good Spider-Man. What Marvel has done with the whole Spider-Man incorporated into the Marvel Universe is very good. It's a very well-shot action movie, Mm -hmm. but I felt like the dialogue and the story set up in the first half was lacking a little bit. Ah, okay. It was almost like... We just kind of need to fill 45 minutes till we get to this big reveal. Oh. And if we do the big reveal earlier, we're really going to need to pad the action, actual stuff. Yep. But, and it looked very good on the big screen. We may have not seen it in 3D. Okay. I don't think I saw it in 3D or it might have been like June. Okay. Not quite 3D. Right. You... Had two more on your list that you I wanted to talk about. I actually have three more. Oh, okay. Well, I've got no more. Oh, well, you didn't do your job. Well, um, we didn't schedule this. I watched... Um, I forgot. I watched The Power of the Dog, which is also a Netflix original. Yes. I thought it was Year of the Dog, or did I write that wrong? The Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, who's Benedict also Cumberbatch. in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't like him in the Marvel Universe. I don't like Doctor Strange. He's anyway. good in The Power of the Dog. Okay, good. Um... It's a like a Western and Kirsten Dunst is there. So, you know, I love Kirsten Dunst. Yes. Um, ever since Jumanji. Jumanji. Um, and the we- she's got a weird kid. Was she an interview with the vampire? Yeah. Okay. She's got a weird kid and she's a widower. Widow. Well, widow. A widow. Widow. And then she remarries Benedict Cumberbatch's brother. And so there's all this thing that he takes her home for to their ranch and it's all good. Okay. It's quite boring. Like the okay. storyline, not a lot, uh, not a lot happens. It's an acting movie. Yes, yep. and it's a visually very good-looking movie. It's, the director's Jane Campion. Okay, from who, the piano. Yeah, so it's very similar to the storyline's kind of slow. It kind of builds up. It's building. You can see it's building up to something. It's like this Benedict Cumberbatch guy's a bit weird. Something's going on there. What's and going he's on? He's really weird. a dog. Yeah. Lee. <laughs> no, it's not a werewolf movie. Um but no, the acting's good. Um the directing's good. It's just this this it's just a bit dull. Yeah, okay. Like maybe I didn't pay enough attention to it. It's probably something I if I, I should have seen it in a cinema. Will he get nominated? Yeah. Okay. He will, she will, the kid will. 
Um, Kirsten Dunst Oscar nominee. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's going to happen. Wouldn't have thought that at Jumanji. Oh, Do no, you she want was good in Jumanji. to talk about the one with the accents? Because I've heard that's House, one of House the House of Gucci. Yeah, I've word, heard that's one of the um, criticisms of the movie. The accents interesting. House of Gucci yep. is basically um, American Horror Story Gucci. Yeah. It's basically like they wrote, a, it's almost like they wrote a movie for Lady Gaga and then just put other people in it. Okay. It's 100% Lady Gaga carries this movie. But it, but that's interesting that then they cast people like Adam Driver and Jared Leto it's and a, Al Pacino. Like they're A-grade people. But it's also just written that the, the story that's written is a lot about her. Yeah. So um, she's very good. But the accent right. is a bit weird. Yeah, it's, is it? it border, it's like it's, it's sometimes it's Italian and sometimes it sounds a bit Eastern European. Oh, it's an Anne Hathaway in which Yeah, it's a bit of a father, son of house of Gucci. You know what I mean? Like it sounds yeah. a bit Russian when I do it. Yes. But as we know, sometimes impressions <laughs> are their strength. Um, but the, she's very good in it. Lady and Gaga. Adam Driver, Jared Leto and Al Pacino are good in it. Are good in it. And Jeremy Irons. Jeremy oh, Irons Jeremy is meant Irons, to be yeah. Italian. Oh. But at the same time, I'm like, I just hear Jeremy Irons. I can't hear. He doesn't sound Italian to me. Yeah, that's Adam Driver's character is quite um, placid. Placid? Flaccid? Flaccid. <laughs> Not in one scene. Um, <laughs> like quite flat compared to... Um, Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah, or Lady Gaga's character. But Jared Leto, right? Is he going to get nominated because he's in a fat suit? That's what I'm thinking. But some of the acting was very much like, not so much um, House of Gucci, but more like Super Mario Brothers. Like, it was just like, "Eh, I'm a Gucci. What do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, it's quite very stereotypical Italian. Did it seem like um, Jared Leto playing the Joker playing Italian? Just oh, a bit too A little much. bit. Like it was a bit over the top acting wise. Is it more of like a caricature of an Italian? Oh, okay. So for me, that sounded a bit weird. But then at the same time, a lot of people were like, oh, he's so good in it. I'm like, oh, is he really that good? Is he good, but his accent's not? Yeah. Okay. Or no, it's just too much, really. Fair enough. Um, then the last one yep. I will mention is being the Ricardos. Oh, yeah. Controversy, but not really. Um, So this is obviously a biopic of Nicole Kidman as Lucy Ball and Javier Bedemetizianes. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Okay. If Nicole's good, Nicole's a good actress. She does the voice well, but at the same time, it is that thing where I'm just kind of looking at Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. And the way you should be looking at Deborah Messing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way they made the movie was interesting in the fact that it was like almost like a documentary about what was happening. So like at the start, they, they're they like interviewing yep. these people that were around during that time. So like one of the writers on I Love Lucy. Yeah. They were like, oh, and Lucy this, blah, blah, blah. So they would do like an interview with her. And then there'd be a and real scene. And then there'd be a real, like a scene of Nicole Kidman being Lucy. Okay. It was an interesting way of doing it. Mm, something different. 
Do we want to talk about TV or not really? Nah. Okay. Thank you for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. We will be back with our first uh, preview in a week or so. Our first preview, though, is already up on the Patreon. It is. So, so if you want to get a head start and if you would like to be featured in the future review episodes, our first fit preview for Wayne's World is up on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema. You also get a stubby holder. Stubby holder. This, my if drink is up. still so yeah, cool. It's great. It's the best stubby holder I have actually. <sighs> Refreshing. Patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema. We'll be back next week with our preview of Wayne's World. Uh, until then, thank you, Brett. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Odd Sox Entertainment. For more of Odd Sox Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the link in this episode description. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly. Cheese. <laughs>